Previously on the Motherhood Anthology podcast, we brought you part one of a two-part series titled Creating Meaningful Client Connections, featuring my friend Laura Gaddis. Laura is the owner of Laura Gaddis Photography and an educator in the TMA membership. Laura is excellent at managing client relationships and using those relationships to build a thriving photography business with a long list of return clients and business stability. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Welcome back for part two of this series. In the last episode, Laura shared all about her brand and how she includes personal touches in her workflow to build strong client connections. In the second part, Laura and I are chatting all about business strategy and how you can create a successful business that doesn't drown you, but actually provides you with a margin to go the extra mile and be compensated for it. Laura is also sharing some great ways to get inspired in your own art and grow a community of fellow photographers you can lean on. So now I present to you episode number 51 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast. Okay, you say that no is a naughty word. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> because, you know, I think in our industry, like, you know, we teach you got to say no to the things that are not what you want to do or don't show what you don't, you know, you don't want to sell or so you've got to set boundaries. So explain your take on no being a naughty word. You know, there's always, I feel like there's always an opportunity to pivot. And there is definitely emails where I am like, heck. No, I'm not doing that. I mean, just things that just I don't enjoy. And I just feel very, very blessed that I'm at the point where I don't need to shoot what I don't want to. You know, sometimes I'll take on some bridge work, but every once in a blue moon. But I just, if I don't want to shoot it, I just, I'm okay walking away from it. But there are also a client and a potential client, and they're also human beings. And no is not helping them in any way. And it's just an opportunity to give them a suggestion. First of all, isn't it's easy to say, you know, even when, when people respond, like, I just want a couple good images. Oh my gosh. I totally get that. You know, the way I am set up the way that, you know, I do my photography sessions. It's, it's just very involved. We do a lot of planning. We do a lot of chatting. We plan out your outfits, you know, the session's just very involved. So for that, those reasons, I'm probably not the best fit to just get a couple images. If this sounds like something that you would love to do, I would love to work with you. But if there's just like, you want someone just for a couple images for a Christmas card, I get that. Try so-and-so. I'm going to go ahead and copy them on this email so you guys can connect and they might be a better fit for you. And sometimes they reply, thank you so much. Sometimes they reply, no, 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 no. I I want what you're talking about. I want that. And that's great because Mm -hmm. in the end, that's who I want to work with, right? Like I want to work with a person who really wants to invest their time and are excited about the session. And if someone truly just wants a couple images, I don't want to invest all that time for them to be like, yeah, I just wanted this and this. And there are people who are totally okay shooting that. Um, And so it's just nice to just pivot, pivot it. You don't have to say no, but you can say, here's what I do do. Here's what I do offer. And if not, it's an opportunity to connect with other photographers. We are so much stronger together when we support each other. We are so much stronger when we can lean into each other. And, you know, that goes a long way, just referrals, just referring out. And then they end up referring people to you. 
So it just encourage and challenge everybody to just think about when you want to say no, what you can offer them instead. How can you service them? And even if they aren't a paid client, you can still offer them something because, you know, they still talk with their friends. They still have conversations. They can still say, oh my gosh, you know, I couldn't afford it, but if I could, this is who I would have hired. If you're pregnant, like you should check her out. You would, you would really, really like her work. I mean, just having compassion and kindness for people, people remember that and people will say good things about you and word of mouth, man, there's not a better referral than that, that there's not a stronger referral than a client who comes and says, I want to work with you instead of I need photos. They're looking to work directly with you. And that, that is a relationship waiting to happen. And it just kind of, you know, tumbles from there, then they refer you and then and then you are, are not spending your time trying to market yourself and social media and just worried about your SEO and all of that. You're just on a natural rhythm of referrals and it just kind of self-sustains, which is a really, really, really beautiful spot to get to. Yeah. I've said many times, like, I, you know, we all know photographers that their work is amazing and they're not working and you have the photographer that's average, that is as busy as busy can be. And I think there's lots in the middle where there's lots of good and people, people want to do business with people they like, you right. know, they want to, they want to do business with people that make them feel a certain way. So I think everyone listening to you today will totally understand your success because I mean, you're just, you're just so sweet and kind and thoughtful. Oh. I mean, that's <laughs> obvious and genuine. So Okay. So I have a few like quicker questions for you that okay. we'll run through there. I know you told me that you have a favorite book that has kind of been life-changing for you. Tell, tell us about that book. Okay. I read a book a few years ago and it's called, it's not about me and it's by Max Lucado and Katie Beth Liam actually recommended the book and it's an easy read. And it was life-changing for me and it was, it completely transformed my business. And one of the big takeaways from it was this example he gave. And basically the premise of the book is it's, it's not about you. We're here to work as a team and, and it is a religious-based book and I'm a woman of faith. And so it kind of points back to God, like we're here as a team to work together, but it can really apply to any business in, in any walk of life. What are you representing? And it had this really beautiful analogy of there's this boss and he is in on the top floor of his office building, a huge high rise and no one sees him. He comes through the back door. He comes right up. No one really knows him. He's up in his office, but his daughter works for the company and she comes in and she just kind of tosses her keys at the valet. She makes a bell, bellman go get her coffee. She's going up in the elevator and you know, the, the male clerk is coming up with her big basket of mail and she makes her wait for the next elevator. There's not enough room. And what is everybody going to think her dad is like? What do they think that he is? Do they think he's a kind person? Do they think that he is a jerk? They're going to form all of their ideas based on his daughter, because that's their contact with that, with, with his family. And he contrasted it with, okay, so what if she came in and she parked her own car every day and she knew the valet and high-fived him and said hi to him every morning. She brought the Bellman coffee. She knew his coffee order. That's how often that she did this. And when she would get up in the elevator and the mail clerk was coming with her big rack of mail to distribute through the office, she was like, hey, I'm going up. Let me just take it up for you. 
I'll drop it all up there. Now, what do they think of her father? We are a direct representation of our company, of our family, of who our faith resides in. What are we representing? What we are, we are reflecting that, right? We're mirrors. I would like to reflect God's goodness and grace. For you, it might be, what are you reflecting on your business? What is your business like? What is your business? What does your family look like? And it really changed my decision-making. It really guided what I stood for and how I responded to things and the grace I showed other people because I wanted to be a clear representation of what I believed in. And I think that's important for any business and for any business's success and any brand, right? Your business is essentially your brand that you've developed in some way. And what does that look like to you? Write it down. What is your brand? What, what do you represent? When people leave you, what do you want them to say about you? Then you take that and, and use that as your mirror. You want to reflect that into the decisions you make, into the way you interact with people, into um, just your systems that you implement and really, you know, drive it from that place. And it's, it's also nice to have like a, um, like a base point to come back to, because sometimes there are situations where you're like, I don't know how to respond to this. I don't know what the right thing is. And you always have that to come back to. So that was just for me, that was something that was super influential. And I just really, just really kind of changed my business. I, I saw a huge pivot point at that point after kind of adopting and, and implementing that. It's a great book. It's such an easy read too. And what's the name again? It's, it's called, It's Not About Me. It's Not About Me. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to read that. And it's really good for even like team building. And I, I feel like we're in a society of like, everyone wants to be better than the next, right? Like influencers and just everything. And it's very grounding. It's good. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a few business questions. So tell us about what products you sell or offer. I sell my digitals, which come with a video. I do a video for every client and I sell frames and I sell an album and I sell an heirloom box and that's it. What's your favorite business tool? You have something you just couldn't make about <laughs> software or an app. What could I not live? I could not live without my email signatures. <laughs> okay. Because they are all my email templates saved as email signatures. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember doing that. Are you, yeah. do you not use 17 hats or? I don't. I tried a client. I don't even know what they're called. What are they called? CRM. Is it it? Client relationship yeah. manager. I think that's yeah. what they're called. They're just not for me. I really, when, when a client responds, I like it like in my inbox, in my, on my computer, I'm like right there. And I like to be able to take their information and like put it directly into my contacts on my computer, like right click, save to contacts and then have it so I can text them. I can follow up with them. I can chat with them. And, you know, my emails are automated because I mean, just for instance, this morning I had a client like, Hey, can I drop in and look at wardrobe? Yeah, that's great. This is the time that works for me. Oh yeah, that's great. You know, can, so after I pick up my dress, can I still get help styling, you know, the, the kids? Yes. I'm going to send you my client, my styling your session email right now with the client questionnaire for styling. 
And then Shani and I will get right on it. I'm going to send that over. You'll, you'll get it in your inbox shortly. And I just love that back and forth. I feel like a lot of times, like, you know, even just like appointments for, I don't know, facials, like anything, everything is very automated. And I just tend to delete, 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 because it's, I don't even read it. I'm just so inundated with automated emails. This is your sister type. This is a remember. This is before you come, this is what you should do. And it's just like, blah, 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 blah. And I just, I find I'm so overloaded with information that I don't read things or I delete them or I try and clear them out. So for me with my clients, I really like to be chatting with them. And then with a, Hey, I'm going to send this over to you. Even, you know, before sessions, Hey, I'm going to, I'm, you know, really looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Listen, I'm going to send you over a preparing your child email. If you have a moment, I would love for you to read this through and share it with your husband. Great. They got it. They know it's coming. They're going to look for it. They're going to read it because I asked them to read it. You know, and so if it just was automated and it came through like on a schedule, you know, it's a bit more work doing it that way, but I'm not a high volume. I don't shoot high volume. So I am able to have a little bit more, more touch points with my clients. And I feel like for me, it's just a little bit more successful. And maybe it's also a case of like, you know, learning new things. It's like, blah, (laughs) just like it's too much. So this works for me and I just keep rolling with it. But I did try it a couple years ago and it just, I was like losing my mind. So I just abandoned it and went back to um, how I was doing things before. And that that it's, it's truly every email is basically saved as a, an email signature, a different type of email signature. And I just pop in the correct signature and I just modify it as needed and send it on. So it works. It works for me. You're old school, Laura. (laughs) 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 Hey, that's how I feel about a camera roll and Lightroom. I cannot change to Lightroom. I I know it makes me sound so old, but I've just been doing it for so long. I can do, I can edit without even thinking about it and And so then like why change right yeah it works so it works and you can do what you need to do is you know if if there if if you wanted to do something in a different way and could only achieve it doing something different that's one thing but if you can do what you are happy with and works for you why like why change it that's right you got your workflow I mean that's like everything once you develop your workflow I mean that's a game changer so yeah don't start over (laughs) I agree. I agree. Okay. So is there one piece of advice that maybe changed your life or that has really helped? I know when I was getting my first studio, I was really nervous and I had a business coach at the time and she was so excited. I'm like, what touch you? Why are you excited? Like I am, I'm terrified. And she said, if it equally terrifies you and excites you, it means you're going into it with a really good head on your shoulders. And I always loved that. I always loved feeling at ease because I was excited and I was also terrified. And I was like, okay, I'm seeing both sides of this. I'm, I'm okay. It's going to be okay. And so it's kind of been a good gauge when I'm taking risks. Am I like it's overly excited and just like diving into this without really thinking about it? Or, you know, am I really thinking level about it. Am I scared because it's a risk, but also excited because it could be really great. So it's been a good gauge for me. So I I think I'm going to defer to that one. That's funny. The times I can think back, like the moments where really good things happened or like have had 
ideas that I thought, oh, this is going to be good. This is kind of crazy. But like maybe with Josh, my business partner, like if we've like stumbled onto this idea or we realized that good things are about to happen, I kind of get shaky a little bit. Like I get my hands will shake a little bit. Like I don't know what that is, but I've learned through my life that that, like you said, I think that's half excitement, half fear or something like that anxiety. I don't know if it's anxiety or just like that nervous energy, but I usually know now that that means I'm onto something good. Like if if I'm a little bit shaky, it's like half half fear and half excitement that this is probably going to be a good thing. So yeah. I think when you have your heart on the line like that, you just feel like you have more to lose than ever before, you know? So it is a little... Yeah. So it's good. It's a good balance between both. How about biggest business mistake? Have you ever really messed up and you want to tell the world about that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let me tell you all of them. Oh, big, biggest business mistake. You know, I definitely make mistakes all the time, but I just, there's so much about owning up to it. And that also, like, I mean, can means- you look back, can you look back and tell your younger self something like, Oh, I wish you would have known this or it oh, might have been sure. helpful. You know, I used to, I used to just scroll I, before sessions. I, I would just look at images like for hours and try and memorize poses. And I mean, I would be, have so ridden with anxiety, like trying to get it all right. And, um, and I just didn't trust myself. And I think finally at some point I realized to just trust yourself. Like, you know what you're doing. You know how to talk to people. Just relax. And it it just, that was a big game changer to- That's great not, advice. Yeah, not try to replicate so much, but just, kind of, you know, trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. See, like actually look and see what's happening before you. Capture that. You have a favorite quote? My favorite quote right now is from a book I'm reading called Happy Sex- Sexy Millionaire. And it's so good. But it's it's talking, to, it, he talks about social media. I just love this quote from him. And it just applies to business so well. Our upward social comparisons typically foster feelings of helplessness, jealousy, and inferiority, which will jeopardize our sense of identity and create an increased risk of feeling burnt out. It's not a good idea. I just love that, like that someone put to words, like you, you're socially comparing to other photographers, other people, you're just, you're jeopardizing your own identity. You're, you're jeopardizing your own creative creativity and you're leading to burnout. And that's something that we are all constantly trying to avoid. Right. And trying to, I mean, there's so many topics on the, on the motherhood forum on how to avoid burnout, how to you know, time management, so you don't get burned out, you know, how to implement systems, so you don't get burned out. And there's so much you can do. And this is something that you can, like, walk away from to prevent burnout, which just is freeing, I feel like. So I love that quote. Yeah, that that's great advice. That's something I've really been working on lately is not picking my phone up and scrolling until I've accomplished what I've set out to do for that's the day. Hard. Yeah. It just sucks you in. But you know what? That time that you are on social media can be easily time spent cultivating real life relationships. You know, it can easily be a text sending out to a client where you know that their, you know, child was going to get their tooth pulled today. Hey, just thinking about you, you know, just things like that. 
um, that time can pivot to really strengthening relationships and building your business in a different way. You don't have to build your business on social media. You don't have to be completely present to have a successful business. You, there's so many ways to do it. And if that, if you feel like that is dragging you down, if you feel like that's sucking you in and it's become an unhealthy place for you, then it's not authentic to you and you don't have to do it. Okay. Last question. Okay. Uh, Laura Gaddis, how do you define success? <laughs> you ask this to everybody, don't you? I do. <laughs> you know, success for me would be honestly that, that nobody, that if something happens to me tomorrow, that everybody that I had worked with or my friends could say, you know, I was really, I was well-loved by Laura. She authentically cared for me. You know, I feel like that's success for me, that my clients feel that people around me feel that, that you know, they don't, they don't have a bad thing to say about me, that they felt that I truly took good care of them, loved them well. I talk a lot about my dad here that he passed away like 18 years ago and he was just such a special guy. Like he reminds me of all the things that you talked about today, just being kind um, to everyone and just touching people. And there's this country song. I don't know if you've heard it. That's out right now. That's called standing room only. And it really just talks about the concept of, I want to live a life so that when I die at my funeral, there's standing room only. And that is exactly like my dad was like, he was a country, little country man. He worked at a paper mill and maintenance. Like he was not like some, you know, well-known community member by any means. Mm-hmm. And the lot when he passed away, the line around the funeral home wrapped out the door and around the building oh to gosh, do visitation. That. I'm like covered in goosebumps. As people came by, these were people that I, I didn't know who they were. Like, who are these people? And they oh. would say, your daddy was my best friend. Oh. Like he, he was your best friend. Who are you? Like, <laughs> or your daddy did this. Your daddy did that. Like when we were kids, like we would outgrow, like, let's say a go-kart and we'd mm-hmm. say, dad, daddy, where's a go-kart? Well, I gave it to so-and-so his, his little boy didn't have one or, oh, you know, or people would that. come through the line and say, your dad gave me, he loaned me this. He did. And I'm like, you know, like no he one ever knew he so did all well. these small these acts of kindness. So it just made me think about that when you said like, you want to live a life where people, you know, just say, you know, you were kind and good. And it made me think about that standing room only. Like, I I wish I would have met him. He sounds amazing. He was, he was, he was a funny guy, fun guy, sweet guy. Good example. Yeah. Well, Laura, thank you so much. This has been fun. It was fun. You're a great yeah. Um, tell everybody where they can connect with you. Tell them if you okay. have any offerings. All right. I am online at lauragaddis.com. I'm also on Instagram at Laura Gaddis Photography. Kate Grabowski and Laura Esmond and I are planning a workshop sometime in the new year. We're working on details for that. We'll probably be here in Tampa in my studio. So it should be fun. So we'll post at some point details on that. But yeah, that's it. Feel free to read. She was on any a, questions. Yeah. Um, so she was on a few episodes back. And so I'm like, that is very exciting. Like I'm, I may come to that. 
Oh my gosh. Be all my favorite people. We just come hang out with us. All my favorite people. Yes. She's the best. We did. We have been friends online forever. Isn't it funny how online connects you? And we met up last year for a workshop together and stayed together. She's like my. It was the. Was it Elizabeth? It was Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. So I was texting her. I was like. I want to be there with y'all. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would have been uh, awesome. That would have been so fun. Yeah. And you know, honestly, like the takeaways from, you know, if anyone does a workshop or anything like that, find another photographer going and just stay with them. Like it is, that's where, that's where the magic is, is just in all the late night talks and, yeah, you know, fireside chats and breakfast and all the, those little conversations and nuggets connect with other photographers everybody like should have some sort of photography clan that they, you know, keep up with and share with and support each other. It's great. So I'm excited. Well, that's going to be a good workshop. It really is. So let us know when you you. have dates for that and we'll definitely share that. All right, Laura. Well, I hate to let you go, but I've kept you long enough. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I can't thank Laura enough for taking the time to chat with me in this episode and the previous episode. I love how Laura uses so much heart and connection in her work. Those genuine and thoughtful elements truly shine through the gorgeous photos she creates. If you're looking for a community of fellow motherhood photographers that you can lean on and go to when you have questions and concerns, check out our free Facebook group titled The Motherhood Anthology Community. There you'll find 5,000 of like-minded photography business owners in a warm, welcoming environment where you can ask questions and collaborate with other photographers. We'd love to have you. I love this quote by Stephen Covey. He says, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. So from Ireland to yours, until next time, friends.